Bloomberg here announcing that this is station WCBN, FM, Ann Arbor, your Dharmic free speech station. Good afternoon. You've got Living Writers. I'm T. Hetzel. You've got the eye of the tiger and it's fundraiser. And here in the studio with me, the Liz. Hello, I'm the Liz. <laughs> Stephanie. I'm Stephanie. <laughs> These guys are, uh, you know and love them um, out in the world. And also they're often behind the glass here as engineers for Living Writers. That's one of the many hats that they wear. They're also writers and poets. Um, and today on fundraiser, we also, I should say, uh, Tex is behind the glass engineering for us, who is also a writer, as well as uh, the Down Home Show, the, 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 uh, the Brains and Brawn, along with Bob of the Down Home Show. And uh, yeah, anyway, so what I'm saying is here is Fundraiser on Living Writers. And what we're bringing you today is um, a really a community, because here we all do. Uh, these guys are the engineers. We couldn't do, I couldn't do the show without them. Um, and I love them. And before this deteriorates into just me being like a love fest for these people <laughs> here, um, we're, we're going to talk about, we're going to hear some of their writing today. We're going to talk about um, community and we're going to talk about fundraising and showing support. Um, Tex, I can see you're back. You're back behind the mic. I'm behind the glass. And <laughs> what we're talking about here is, as Survivor says, a program and its will to survive. We need you to call. It's kind of like Nietzsche in a way, to put it in philosophical terms. But uh, it, we need you to make uh, your contribution. Call 763-3500 to make your pledge. Stephanie, will you will you do us the honor of starting us out with one of your poems? Because you your stories, you moved here from Texas. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. To come to the MFA program, the Helen Zell Writers 
program here at the university. You're a poet. Right, um, right. So we moved here in 2009. You and, and Don. Shout yep. out to Don. Hey, Don. <laughs> and uh, that's and to ABC husband. out there as well. Yeah, yeah. He's working tonight. So first contribute to us and then you can go have a beer. That's right. Reward yourself. Uh-huh. It's, so Ann Arbor's a great town. WCBN's great. Yeah. Love it. And so you came here for your writing, your passion for writing yes. brought you to town. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And your passion for Ann Arbor, Ann Arbor has kept you here. It has, <laughs> right? We couldn't move back to Texas. I mean, you hear how great Texas is, but there's a lot of great things going on in Michigan and Ann Arbor, especially including WCBN. So we stayed. Yeah, this I, WCBN is like what Ann Arbor means to me in so many ways. It, I feel like it... Doesn't it make Ann Arbor more authentic to you guys? Like the dream of Ann Arbor, I feel is is sort of realized by WCBN? To me, it gives some staying power, right? Because there's such transience about this college town that it's nice to have our, you know, our regulars, our townies just hanging out. Exactly. The cool ones hang out at WCBN. (laughs) That's right. And listen to it. I love like cool and odd is like, those are my favorite people I think and I think and you listeners out there I bet you're cool and odd and that's why you're listening right now and wealthy <laughs> and fair and lots of lots of deep pockets deep pockets that wants a place to go like to show support so give us a call um, as Tex said 734-763-3500 give us a call and in the meantime or maybe if you please call because Stephanie is going to read one of your poems. And did, did you write this here in Ann Arbor, Stephanie? Uh, yeah, I think I did, actually. So this is an Ann Arbor poem. Not about Ann Arbor, but the words came to me here. And, and it's a prose poem, you said. It is, yeah. Is this a form you work in a lot? Is it something that you're... Not traditionally. It just it seemed appropriate. Yes. Yeah. Anything that's not traditional is supremely appropriate for your... <laughs> well, Well, please read it for us, Stephanie, if you don't... Okay, so I forgot that we were going to start out the show with Eye of the Tiger, and um, the title of this kind of corresponds with that. It's called Dream of the Leopard. Wonderful. (laughs) Serendipitous. I know. There's quite the cue for refuge. So many hearts, so few square yards of camouflage. A good cover, my mother likes to say, is hard to find, impossible to keep. Nice boys capsize. Only scientists complete asylum in a leaf. I took up painting in the hopes that a pool might fool the inquisitive, but it flaunted my reflection like any still water will. All through life, I've hidden behind a book. It's a struggle locating safety. Take this one time I sought shelter. After fumbling with the key and lock for what seemed forever, I opened the, yes, cellar door and paused, unable to make my descent. Spiders. Your garden variety, wolf, daddy long legs, and one black widow, twinkling like a sad star. Now, like I said, I've read the Bible, encyclopedias, and full of war of Emily, Emily Post, so I know the order, big to small. First, do no harm. While my learning and my instincts sparred, the storm raged, earth trembled, houses levitated, etc., etc. And it's not just arachnids with whom I have to contend, if only. I have not from the class Avis nested in the best niche of our family's tree. Airplanes tear holes through the shade, 
the medicine cabinet brims with empty bottles. Don't get me started on my teeth or tongue, the mouth a fugitive retreat. Thank you, Stephanie. Sure, thank you. Twinkling sad star. They're frightening though, black widows. I've seen a couple in my life and they mean business. (laughs) They won't kill you. No, no, they just, they do their thing, you do yours, everything, everybody's fine. I do. Keep your distance. Even if you get an errant bite though, they won't kill you. Okay. They might kill like a small child or a baby. This is good to know. Yeah, just, just. So we're safe. Maybe you can enter the basement then. (laughs) (laughs) I was, out of the corner of my eye, I saw Liz start smiling as soon as you landed on spider. Uh There was like, (laughs) yeah, that's not to say I'm not arachnophobic because, yeah. But the, the scientists creating asylum in the leaf, is that what you said? Yeah. That was nice. Thank you. Thank you. That's got that's a bold and like you can't it's almost like you can't get in between those words it's so it's so beautiful and surprising just like text walking into the room the Uh magic of radio is beautiful and surprising so you should call us if you like beautiful and surprising things because what i feel like one of our missions here at wcbn is is to try and deliver beautiful and surprising Mm -hmm. things Mm -hmm. to you um not just you know nine to five but all the time you can tune in um at 10 p.m on a tuesday for example and break your radio i know i did last night well i wonder if people out there know that uh things can be surprising for the listeners but also for the djs and for show hosts and for guests you know because yeah how so Liz? What do you, well there's the a Liz. lot of serendipity and magic to radio so uh, you know i find myself often picking out uh, a series or a sequence of songs and seeing how well they fit together without me even intending it consciously. So if you love the magic of radio, then you can We know call. you do. We know you do. 734-763-35-HUNDO. Show us, show us this love. Yeah. A love fest, as <laughs> T says. We need a love fest to happen. That would be lovely. And maybe we'll even talk about cheese. <gasps> call if you have... A cheese poem. How about that, awesome. listeners? Yes. Give us a ring. Um, so, so your your poem, Stephanie, you wrote here in Ann Arbor, and I'm thinking. So, I'm imagining you here coming to this this new community where you're choosing to make a life now. Um, and it makes me think of there's we've got the University of Michigan, which is part of our community, obviously here. Right. Um, and and there's so there's so many people like just looking at you guys and thinking about the what you guys are doing doing amazing things um and another person that's done so he's just he he used to be on the writing faculty here at the university george cooper um he's he's a writer as well he writes short stories poems articles um and also songs um and george has uh, kindly given us uh, a song of his to play today in honor of not only fundraiser, um, but also for Valentine's Day, which is coming Wonderful. up this weekend. So we thought we'd play it for you. It's it's called Valentine's Day. And like this station is not your typical everyday station. It's free form. This song is not your everyday love song. Um, and it's it's by George Cooper, Valentine's Day.
18th of February We walked the railroad tracks all night long We listened for the trains while our love grew on Slept in a bed that wasn't meant for sleep Woke in the morning with a promise we'd keep I got my baby and my baby's got me And on Valentine's Day I got my baby and my baby's got me Fresh as springtime, she's as wise as fall. She's as warm as summer in Arkansas. I know my baby and I know her well, and she can be, she can be as cold as hell. Well, we just had an anniversary, was it five ten? Or maybe 15 Box of candy I got my baby one But my baby My baby she, My baby wanted my love WCBN-FM and Living Writers. Thanks so much to George Cooper for that. <laughs> I love that song. And I love how it's it's sort of it's sort of odd and beautiful and sometimes ominous at different times. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> what it, yeah. And you're saying he gets dancey if we see him in person. That'd be yeah. that'd be nice to see. When, but it's also nice to imagine. Yes. Yes. Seeing George play the guitar, this is like into it. Strum, strum, strum. (laughs) You know what? I'd like to also say, so thank you to George Cooper and to Joanne. I think you guys are listening out there. Um, And thanks to Nan and Kip Godwin. Hello, Um, you guys. (laughs) Nan. Thank you. Um, Hi, Nan. Thanks. (laughs) Nan has been, you know, Living Writers has been around for eons, right? For a long time. And Nan was at the helm for years uh, doing a poetry show. Long live living writers is what I say. That's yeah. right. And Nan. And Nan and her generosity. And yes. Oh, and Kip, too. I mustn't <laughs> leave out Kip. Um, and, and, uh, this, and so Nan and Kip say, for excellent excellence. <laughs> 
that's there. Quite the superlatives. Yes, we'll take it. Thank you yes. so much, Nan and Kip, for calling in. And, and thanks to everyone out there for listening. Um, do give us a call at 734-763-3500. Um, support, show your support. Right. Uh, if you don't have a Valentine. This Valentine's Day, consider instead of getting chocolates for somebody or if you don't have anybody, then send us a Valentine through your donation. We'll be your Valentine. Yes. Because we do what we do for love, and that is a fairly rare thing in this world. Call us up, 763-3500. And so now, Liz, I'm looking at you. The Liz is here. Liz came here to the university for school. Right. And then you left. You went to L.A. I thought we'd lost you forever. (laughs) Yeah, I I thought so, too. I had no intention of coming back and I went to more than L.A., but L.A. certainly was my favorite spot. Yes, the turtle is my uh, recreational vehicle, my (laughs) motorhome, which is still parked in my backyard here in Ann Arbor. Light layer of snow on the turtle. Probably like a rather heavy layer of snow, actually, at this point. But yes, yes. But you and the turtle return to Ann Arbor because you became, and you are, the science writer. Certified. That's right. <laughs> Look at that. Liz Wasson, science writer. You got questions about the world, you call us. Because right now we've got Liz Wasson here. In the house. Science writer. <laughs> Willing and able to ask answer questions. I mean, even unsolicited questions. Stephanie, sure. right? Like about yes. the arachnid. Yes. Noid, need <laughs> that black widow from the poem, the twinkling star of sadness. Wait, no. Now I've messed it up. That's okay. It can be anything no, you wait, want it to be. No. What was it, Stephanie? Is that how poetry works? I think so. That's how I'm gonna say. No, it's it just because Stephanie's generous. <laughs> I hope y'all are generous, too. Because it is fundraiser. Yes. Today's the day. Give us a call. Because what we're trying to do is show that people are listening. And that would be lovely. One way to show is to give us a call, um, no matter big or small. Well, I will say, too, that uh, WCBN played a major role in, you know, where I am today. How so, Liz? Uh, So, you know, finding community here in Ann Arbor, both at the uh, university and within the university at WCBN was great. Um, I, when I set off in my RV, I was thinking about doing radio, right? I, I had a couple of options, like a handful of options, but I started with radio, started meeting people through radio, well, started you, doing podcasts. You were, you were the GM here as well. You were the general manager I was. of WCBN. Yep. Yeah. So I was highly involved here. And uh, so that's what I chose to start pursuing. And um, so I, I had my motorhome recording studio, is what I called it. I uh, pushed out a couple of podcasts. One was called Hugabug about the weirdness of animals. God, I love Hugabug. That sounds great. So, uh, and then it was somebody at WCBN who tipped me off, tipped us all off, really, to uh, the writing position at the university through the College of Literature, Science, and the Arts. So, I was thinking about that and I was thinking, well, what do I do for Hugabug? It is find something interesting, pitch a story to myself, essentially, that I can get into, and then do a whole bunch of research on that topic and then write a radio script and um, mess around with that uh, audio-wise. So if I'm writing these radio scripts, then it seems like I could write about science. And so I applied and... (laughs) I got it magically and um, hightailed it. I literally, like, I jumped back in the RV and I set off <laughs> back across the country to the place that I did not think that I would return to. Like you drove by the Grand Canyon at night. You're like, seen it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
no time. Get back to you later. So do you have a favorite bug? A favorite bug? Yes. You know, I mean, close uh-huh. to my heart is probably the bombardier beetle. Just because that's the first bug I became fascinated by. It farts to defend itself. And it farts, like, (laughs) explosively. Or this is the way that I imagined it, anyway, in the way that I've seen it drawn, or I remember it drawn when I was really little. It farts explosively such that it blasts in the air like a rocket ship. (laughs) Like off its feet. That's not exactly how it works, actually. Uh, Picture this. (laughs) But, yeah, toxic fumes... It works. How, some, that's a good defense mechanism. Mm-hmm. And how interesting because it ties into the work you did with your PhD. That's true. It yeah, I, I guess it's... flatulence is a theme of my life. <laughs> Thank you for pointing that out, T. You, all these insights that you have on the Living Writers Show. That's why I love it so much. You draw them out of people. All their deep, dark secrets. And all their joyful secrets, for crying out loud. For a pledge of $100, Liz will bring in a bug and have it fart on the air. Call now, <laughs> 763-3500. If, if there are any bombardier, bombardier beetles listening, please identify yourselves. <laughs> we want to hear from you. We right. want to hear right. from you. And only on WCBN will you get a live fart by a bug on the air. Other radio stations have to play taped farts. So... We're all about the original programming here. Right. It's true. Exactly. Freeform all the way. That's our story. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I'd like to say that, um, oh, George Cooper has called in and and, um, and he's sharing his love uh, for us. Um, we, I love you, George Cooper. Okay. I love you too, George Cooper. <laughs> Me as well. Thank you. Tex? <laughs> Join the club. 763-3500. Uh, you may survive a black widow bite, but the ones you really have to watch out for are the brown recluses. So if you are a oh. recluse, we want you to uh, come out of your shell. Call 763-3500. Show the love for these people who come down here. Talk to famous writers. We've had David Mitchell. We've had all ki- We had Maya Angelou. We've had all kinds of amazing writers down here. Uh, this this show is a treasured resource of Ann Arbor, but it doesn't keep going without your support. 763-3500, area code 734. Liz, the Liz. So this writing, what's one of the favorite things you've written um, so far since you've gotten back in the turtle? I mean, gotten back to Ann Arbor in the turtle. I, you know, I've enjoyed a lot of the things that I've written. Uh, it's hard to say. I mean, I, I have a special place in my heart for animals. So I've written a few like about bot flies or not. A, well, bot flies, uh, the snake that ate the dinosaur, the dead elephant in the room. Um yeah. What about that? I, I know that Carl, uh, maybe um, a shout out to Carl, who's our current general manager. Um, Huge he... supporter of disgusting tales when it comes to animals. <laughs> <laughs> and good people and good fine radio. Not so much a supporter of farts, I must say. So, Carl, if <laughs> you're listening. Not. Yeah. No, last night, deal? what was that about? <laughs> Very much against s- stock audio. He's going to take some stuff off the shelves, apparently. So, um, so, but Carl, if you're listening, um, I'm trying to twist the Liz's arm uh, to read from the dead elephant in the room. Should we charge Carl for a reading? <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> we should. So, Carl, if you're listening, open your purse. 
<laughs> but but maybe you could give us a teaser with just a piece. From yeah. So the dead because and how long did it take you to come up with that title? Oh, I did not come up with the title. You know, we we have a very creative team over at, in LSA. Was it Susan Hutton? It was not Susan Hutton, but that also wouldn't be surprising because she is a magnificent poet. And when she reads, and friend of the show, when she reads, it uh, it's arresting. You know, yes. I saw her read at Literati. It was good stuff. Friend of the show. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we'll talk about we'll talk about them later. Let's get back to you. Well, <laughs> but it, it wasn't me who came up with the title. So, Mr. Rob Hess, um, you know, magnificent things pop out of his mouth all the time. <laughs> so that's where that came from. Um, what was the alternative title? The Dead Elephant in the Room. Uh, we had another good one. Oh, Never Say No to a Dead Elephant. That was the other one. <laughs> that also sounds like a good prose mm-hmm. poem, Stephanie, doesn't it? It does. Never say no to a dead elephant. Right. I'll try to compose it. (laughs) During the break. During the break. Improv poetry. Live on the air. Yes. (laughs) It also seems like James Bond will make some sort of appearance in that, doesn't it? (laughs) Anyway. Okay. Liz, will you read something for us? Give us us some of your prose. Well, I guess we have to tee it up a little bit, maybe. Tee it up. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh... Dan Fisher is a professor here in the Museum of Paleontology, and um, he has had this relationship with uh, the Toledo Zoo, uh, often with elephants because he studies mastodons. So the living relative of mastodons is the elephant, and so he can you know, measure their footprints and, and do work with them at the zoo. And so the zoo called him up one time, and they're like, hey, man, we, have, we buried this elephant 17 <laughs> years, years ago, ago years in ago. a landfill. And uh, would you mind helping us dig it up because you're you're an expert digger? So he was like, yeah, yeah, sure. Um, anyway, it, and do I get to keep the elephant? Because wasn't that part of the deal? Yeah, the well, the bones were going to be used for educational purposes. I think he they maybe they were going to split them up. Um, he was excited, yeah, to use the bones for for his own research. Uh, but they had trouble like locating the elephant at first, and then it stunk up the the whole city. And anyway, a, a bunch of uh, a bunch of adventures ensued and um and then there were other experiments related to uh, what he had discovered about this dead elephant when he dug it up so i think what i'll read is another of these exper- experiments that uh involves another animal and then it'll i'll end it on a cliffhanger how's that how's that sound? and then people can go check it out online to read the entire article the dead elephant in the room then do it people and call us while Liz is reading. No, actually, well, no, just listen to Liz. Call whenever you want. 734-763-3500. Eventually, Fisher gets the chance to test underwater meat preservation on the scale a prehistoric hunter would have recognized. When a draft horse in the area dies, its owners donate the hefty body to Fisher for scientific study. Again, he takes the opportunity to practice butchery with his handcrafted stone tools. He then submerges sections of the horse under the frozen surface of a pond. As the months pass, Fisher sees that the horse meat develops a familiar slimy layer on its outer surface while the bright red meat inside stays preserved. 
All signs, so far, point to the success of Fisher's underwater preservation tactics, but he wants to be absolutely sure that the method has kept the meat in good condition. Fisher sends samples of the lamb to a lab to see if any harmful bacteria have colonized the meat. To his surprise, the lamb that stayed in a pond for nine months contains fewer harmful bacteria than some lamb that he'd kept in his freezer at home. By this point, Fisher has gathered enough experience and evidence to understand why. The cheese-like odor of the meat suggested that lactobacilli, the bacteria responsible for creating cheese and yogurt, readily colonize the dead animals at least under acidic conditions. Lactobacilli release lactic acid as they metabolize, which probably created an environment that, in tandem with the acidic, low-oxygen conditions of the water, naturally pickled the meat and prevented the growth of putrefying bacteria. But cold water temperatures were not necessary to preserve the meats effectively. The lactobacilli kept the meat from spoiling through the spring thaw and even into the summer. All of this means that old, waterlogged horse meat should be okay to eat, right? Fisher, of course, knows how to find out. Wow. Dun, dun, dun! (laughs) Wouldn't you like to know? I do, because now I want to know whether I should take everything out of my freezer and just go throw it in a body of water. (laughs) That is an excellent question that you should test experimentally. Who says science writing can't be fun? Nobody. (laughs) Who said that? I shouldn't have even suggested. I feel like I've heard it like whispered. I feel like this flies in the face of that. Or exciting. I feel like I'm going to like name my next dog Lactobacilli. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely riveting and charming. And like science writing. So you're actually telling a story that we can learn from and take like Stephanie did even heed a warning perhaps Mm -hmm. apply it to your own life apply it to life yeah that's the idea Uh, like i think that would be the ultimate magical goal of scientific writing is to go beyond science as we say it but rather um to apply the scientific method to all aspects of our life because it's applicable everywhere we are science and we are scientists and writers Living writers, even. (laughs) Living scientific writers. Science living writers. Everyone, this is is wonderful so far. I think it's almost time. And we even got cheese in. Did you notice that? I did. Oh, yes. My ears alert. T, will you brie my valentine? (laughs) Cheddar. Nah, I can't think of anything. You fed a believe it. (laughs) You fed a believe it. You fed a... That was, did you just come up with that? That was, you guys are brilliant. I'm like in the presence of brilliance here. I'm so lucky. (laughs) What are you going to say, Tex? If you all enjoy being in the presence of this brilliance, you need to give us a call, (laughs) 763-3500. And in the meantime, let's, let's, can we have a song by Marty Robbins, Tex? Yeah, we've been doing songs about telling stories here. So uh, here's here's one of the famous ones written by Burt Bacharach and Hal David. It's called The Story of My Life. Someday I'm going to write 
the story of my life I'll tell about the night we met And how my heart can't forget the way You smile at me I want the world to know The story of my life The moment when your lips met mine And that first exciting time I held You close to me The sorrow when our love was breaking up The memory of a broken heart Then later on the joy of making up Never, never more to part There's one thing left to do Before my story's through I've got to take you for my wife So the story of my life can start And end with you The sorrow when our love was breaking up The memory of a broken heart Then later on the joy of making up Never, never more to part There's one thing left to do Before my story's through I've got to take you for my wife So the story of my life can start And end Can start And end Can start And end With you For a pledge of $100, T. Hetzel will whistle the whistling part of that song. <laughs> Live on the air. Call now, 763-3500. Well we, well, we know someone whose dream has indeed come true of late. Um, Carl, Carl called in, and he wants the story to be read. And the Liz did read it. And just so you guys can, can you can go read more of it, um, Google the dead elephant in the room, uh, Liz Wasson. Um, and so there you go. And we also have had another couple of callers. Thanks to thanks to Mum for calling in. <laughs> and and uh, Sally Hetzel in Florida is enjoying the program. It's going well. And you're all doing so well. So- Hi, Mum. Hi, Mom. <laughs> That's the Liz there. And um, and then also Louis Ciccarelli. Um, Louis, hello. Thank you. <laughs> and, and, and he's saying, love living writers and George Cooper, too. <laughs> um, Dan Bennett, another caller. Hi, Dan. Dan says, hello, everyone. <laughs> hello. Hello, Dan Bennett. <laughs> and thank you. Thanks for being part of this community. Um, Definitely. Thanks, everyone, for calling. Yeah, thank you so much. And, and for, for making 
making this happen. This, uh, I think, is the only show on the air at WCBN that somebody has written an original song for for this fundraiser. There is Jerry Mack's Fundraiser Blues, which was written many years ago. It's a classic. Uh, but this is, this is a first from George Cooper. So if this kind of creativity appeals to you, uh, we need your support just once a year, 763-3500. And that was Valentine's Day that we heard earlier in the program by George Cooper. Um, so we just got to hear Marty Robbins, um, the story of my life, with the whistling, <laughs> which I will soon start practicing, just in case. Um, but Tex, Tex, who's behind the glass here, he, he's a writer, um, as well. Yes. Um, and so what I have here is he sometimes like one of the many things that Tex writes um, is he writes these uh, musician biographies. So he's in effect telling the stories of other people's lives all the time. And one of them was this Moondog biography. Um, and so this you can you can Google this folks out there too, Moondog biography. Um, and so and what what text does is, uh, well, text, do you want to talk about it? You do all this research and then you compress it into the story. Like now I know like how Moondog became blinded, like by dynamite, um, all these, uh, compelling stories. Um, yeah. Text, say a few words about this, uh, this gig of yours that I, you do. I, I just, I do, I've done probably thousands of these thousands. through the years. But, uh, you know, when you get one like Moondog, uh, he just, I don't know if you're familiar with Moondog. He was this, uh, he was a street musician, basically, uh, who lived on the streets of New York wearing a Viking outfit for decades until he was taken in in Germany by this uh, young student over there. Um, but uh, supposedly uh, the f uh, radio program in Cleveland, Moondog's Rock and Roll Party, that gave rock and roll its name, um, was uh, he actually sued uh, the creator of that for using his name without permission, and he won Igor Stravinsky. Uh, testified on his behalf, um, but uh, he only won. It was he was awarded, I think, one dollar in damages. Oh. But anyway, th these are the lucky ones. You know, basically, my philosophy about writing is that if you pay me and you have a need, I will write it. But uh, a day that somebody pays me to write about music is a good day. And Tex, you also do that. Uh, you write idiomatic English um, so that people all over the world can like read a word of the day or a phrase of the day. This is yeah, this, this is, is something you do for love too because that's not, you're not getting paid for that. I'm not getting paid for it but who knows maybe I can make money off it. It's a real new economy story. I have a Facebook page called English Idioms. It's e-idioms if somebody wants to look for it and it has now about over one and a half million followers. Whoa! So I don't know if there's a way to monetize this. Uh, if you have an idea, you can call us and I'll make a huge contribution next year. 763-3500. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Um, Stephanie, you, you've brought one of uh, Naomi Shib Nye's poems with you, right? I did. Today? Mm -hmm. um, because Naomi was one of our, our first guests for Living Writers where we went out into the community. We went to the work gallery and had a live living writers and if you were there you remember how fantastic that was she <laughs> that was such is a, a wonderful event. woman she She's... is so generous she is a great poet 
just you, cannot commend her enough for everything that she does. It's like you see the wave of like genuineness and kindness, sort of mm-hmm. warmth, just yeah. and warmth, just kind of yeah. She was she was lovely, and so I think it was so great that you you chose a poem of hers, Stephanie, to to read. Right on the topic of generosity and giving, uh, I. I picked a poem by her that's also uh, somewhat topical and related to uh, Valentine's Day. It's called Valentine for Earnest Man. You can't order a poem like you order a taco. (laughs) Walk up to the counter, say, I'll take two, and expect it to be handed back to you on a shiny plate. Still, I like your spirit. Anyone who says, here's my address, write me a poem, deserves something in reply. So I'll tell a secret instead. Palms hide. In the bottoms of our shoes, they are sleeping. They are the shadows drifting across our ceilings the moment before we wake up. What we have to do is live in a way that lets us find them. Once, I knew a man who gave his wife two skunks for a valentine. He couldn't understand why she was crying. I thought they had such beautiful eyes. And he was serious. He was a serious man who lived in a serious way. Nothing was ugly just because the world said so. He really liked those skunks. So he reinvented them as valentines and they became beautiful, at least to him. And the palms that had been hiding in the eyes of skunks for centuries crawled out and curled up at his feet. Maybe if we reinvent whatever our lives give us, we find poems. Check your garage, the off sock in your drawer, the person you almost like, but not quite, and let me know. I love that one. Yeah, yeah. Skunk Valentines. Liz, you like it because there's skunks in it. Yeah, and all I can think about is Pepe Le Pew. (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh, one of the all-time best lovers out mm-hmm. there, wooers. The romantic. Uh, yeah. Unreciprocated love. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that was working on this this man's mind. Like he thought Pepe was onto something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Another connection to make to love. It's true. Love, skunks, cheese. You ask for it, you get it here on Living Writers. <laughs> Call us 734-763. 3500. We've heard the phones ringing, so it's really quite exciting. Join in the fun because we've got three wonderful people waiting to talk to you. Right? We've got Kirsten, Rowan, and another lovely person. Yes. Yes. You can ask them all of the secrets about radio, the behind the scenes things that you've always wondered about. Ooh, yeah. Like, what? What would be an example of that? The Liz. I don't know. I know everything. She knows, <laughs> and that I'm not is true. Anymore. That's, that, okay, that's not true. <laughs> but you do pretty much. I don't know, Stephanie. I'm pretty convinced. Yes, L- the Liz knows everything. Liz knows. Well, you guys. So I, you know what? We've been talking about 
well, this was give that poem was actually a beautiful uh, poem about giving. Um, and so this and this is the one time a year where we're asking you um, to show to show us that you're listening, to show us that you're out there. Give us a call. Let us hear your voices. Um, add your voices to the community because here we've. I'm so I feel so lucky to have Stephanie here, the Liz here, Tex here, our our little living writers community, and you're you're part of this community with us. Um, so so give us a call. Give us a shout out. Um, we've also been, um, this year, we've been lucky to work with Institute of Humanities. Um, we've had Arundhati Roy um, here, and just this week, Vikram Chandra. So stay tuned to hear that program being aired soon. Um, we've, we've worked with Penny Stamps. We've had a chance to talk with Alison Bechtel and, uh, just recently, and then last term, Pussy Riot, um, which was also super fun. Um, with the mobile unit, actually. <laughs> And another first, really, mm-hmm. at least for me. So actually taking radio out into the community, literally and figuratively. Into a hotel. Yes. Right? I, that was to be na- remain unnamed because their location couldn't be disclosed. <laughs> Very exciting and interesting. <laughs> Very covert operation. It was brilliantly fun. And you had a smoke with one of the people, I think, or near them or so. Anyway. <laughs> Okay, I won't talk about that. Don't smoke, kids. Okay. Covertly <laughs> smuggling poetry into people's lives since 2005. It's Living Writers on WCBN. We need your support. 734-763-3500. Listen to Taxi is the voice of reason here. <laughs> and also, one last um, shout out to the Center of Education of Women, because wow, that's important, CEW. And, and Alice Walker came to town. And that was another mobile unit. The Liz, you were in on that. And that was an amazing experience as well. Like speaking of just like Naomi Shiab Nye's kind of presence, uh, Alice Alice Walker was just she. I think she radiated like a serene wisdom. That's oh, what I, I got. I, I need I, some I, of that. Yeah, I, I I I totally agree with you. And from reading uh, her writings, I thought she was going to be. <laughs> very tall (laughs) and she's so petite but I mean her ideas are strong and of course I think I was nervous so I blurted that out and she said you know a lot of people think I'm tall and I was like I'm short too (laughs) anyway so these are these moments on living writers that I've um I don't know that that happen and and you're part of them. So give us a call 734-763-3500. Ooh, another side note story. Kind of this since we're talking behind the scenes a little bit. Um the Liz, you were also part of that you were engineered for when Arundhati Roy came because there was so much happening at the station that we actually couldn't fit in by the time they arrived because their time they they didn't know about is it safe <laughs> to to release this secret? Why not? It's been embargoed. Why not? I don't think. If you're listening, call us and <laughs> So guess who was here? Guess who else visited the station but like refused to be on the air and was very yeah, speaking he was wearing of covert a, a black trench trench coat. A black a baseball cap <laughs> that was down over his eyes. Meet our friend John. Yeah. Oh, John. John Cusack. What? Just hanging out with Arunda T. Roy and <sighs> hanging out with us at WCBN. He said he wanted to absorb her genius. Yeah, it was wild. He he took a random road trip with them and um and absorbed her genius from like the second row in Rackham when she spoke. Yeah, he snuck in after um 
after everybody was distracted by Arundhati taking the lectern. <laughs> and so I don't think anybody spotted him, which is really, it was it was interesting to watch, too, the way that he ghosted in and ghosted out. Well, because the night before, the Liz had practically forced him into a photograph. With well, I, all of us. and I forced everybody <laughs> to eat strawberries and cookies was, and stuff. It was a, it was good fun. But anyway, yeah. and you can hear Arundhati Roy. We you can hear that that interview here on Living Writers. We have that posted on the SoundCloud of the College of Literature, Science, and the Arts, also. So people can just Google that right now and get to it right away. Yeah, they sure can. If you go to soundcloud.com slash umishlsa, you can find that one and the Alice Walker. And stay tuned because one of these days, T. Hetzel's going to put up that website for living writers. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know what? Shall we have another song, Tex? And you know what? Now is a great time to call everybody. 734-763-3500. 734-763-3500. Shall we do a fundraising song? Oh, please, Tex. Liz brought one in. It's by Aloe Black. Let's Here we listen go. to this. Let's do this.
I hope you're crab dancing out there. Because your... that's what's happening in here. We have video of T. Hetzel dancing to Aloe Black, but we will only post it on YouTube for a contribution. 763-3500. And you can contribute whether you want to see it or whether you want to definitely keep it off. Either way, we'll see which money is raised to get the most. I'm doing it again. Mm-hmm. Stop videoing this, people. No. But Liz, that song, why'd you choose it? Oh, well, actually, uh, it was brought to my attention by a longtime listener of Living Writers, whom you met, Jasmine, my good friend Jasmine. Yes. Uh, Hello, Jasmine. Hello, Jasmine. Uh, but yeah, so... so. In memory of Jasmine, because she was here in Ann Arbor, she has since, you know, moved on to Cornell, doing great big things, great wonderful things. Well, that's, share your dollar. Yeah, exactly. Thanks. Thanks for that. That song, because that's what we'd love you to do right now is share, share your dollar mm-hmm. <laughs> with mm-hmm. WCBN and Living Writers, 734-763-3500. And the phone is ringing. Someone's sharing their dollar. Thank you. Hallelujah. <laughs> we need a dollar. Even if you just have one dollar, we need that. Uh, you know, numbers are also important. Yeah, because you could call and say hi. Just say hi. You can say hi. You can send a message to uh, the Living Writers hosts and engineers, 763-3500. You can request people to have on the show later. Give us a call, 763-3500. And we've had Rebecca Harden has called in. Uh, Love Living Writers, not just the show, but also the celebrities. Well, thanks so much, Rebecca. So she um, also supports It's Hot in Here, and she is a pretty awesome woman here on campus so thank you so much wow and we've got this if we can okay everyone pull together now scoot in closer to the radio um 95 to go and we would double last year's donations to living writers Hey-o. so this is actually can we help. do it in 10 minutes we've got seven minutes we can do well, it. what do we have here that people can well, get well thanks the liz because last week uh sergio troncoso was here was our guest on the show and he he loved it down here at wcbn um and what he's done is he's signed two of his books and um, and so we've got two signed copies of Sergio Troncoso's uh, fiction and so if you'd like one of these books it can be yours for a pledge of $25. What is a, a, a very quick synopsis of what somebody can expect out of that book? Ooh, um, it would be uh, it would be a great fiction story that would uh, take place now I feel all <laughs> 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 There's some crab on crab. Wait, hold on. I'm going to talk about this other book, too. So let me get this in quickly. We've got also got another book that's actually I can see that's on the table. So I feel a bit more grounded here, you guys. Um, get in Trouble, uh, a collection of stories, the latest collection of stories by Kelly Link, um, who will be coming on the show. Uh, we'll do a taping Friday, February 20th. And then as soon as she we finish here in the studio, we're going to she's going to head to Literati Bookstore and she'll be there at 7 p.m. February 20th. Um, um, so you could call now and pledge for $25. You could get your own copy of Get in Trouble, the newest collection of short stories by Kelly Link. And then you could hoof it over to Literati uh, next Friday and get it signed. Doesn't that sound like a community venture? It does sound like an adventure. <laughs> <laughs> so let's do it. So you, we've got Sergio Troncosos. Um, and I actually, he was so kind. He dropped off the books, and I'm not sure um, which ones he dropped off. But he signed them. Um, he also left a book for you, Liz, didn't he? He was a very kind man. And, and so, and so 
Matt, let's, and I know you guys are kind out there and generous. So for a pledge of $25, you could get one of Sergio's books, or you could get the Kelly Link collection of stories. Call in, pledge, get these books. Stephanie, you've got a poem that's on the table. Yes. So we have one more poem to round us out here uh, by Alberto Rios. It's called When Giving is All We Have. We give because someone gave to us. We give because nobody gave to us. We give because giving has changed us. We give because giving could have changed us. We have been better for it. We have been wounded by it. Giving has many faces. It is loud and quiet, big, though small, diamond and wood nails. Its story is old, the plot worn and the pages too. But we read this book anyway, over and again. Giving is, first and every time, hand to hand, mine to yours, yours to mine. You gave me blue, and I gave you yellow. Together we are simple green. You gave me what you did not have, and I gave you what I had to give. Together we made something greater from the difference. I don't know if I'm just feeling especially emotional or so, but wow. Good poem. Good poem. Beautiful. We hope that inspires you to give to us here at WCBN 763-3500. Do it. And, Good fundraising poem. And it's, it's no accident, right? It's very beautiful, but also it's no accident that the color that's blended is green. So a little bit of science there <laughs> and art. Yes, the science mm-hmm. and arts and economy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all oh. about the Benjamins, people. <laughs> Seven six three thirty five hundred. Oh, and I can see, thanks to my brother, uh, Eric Hetzel is called in. He says, keep up the good work. Get to work. <laughs> So very encouraging. And um, so get to it, right? And so everyone, give us a call because I'm not sure quite if we've made this yet, but we can almost double last year's donations for this show alone. So if you can, give us a ring, 734-763-3500. Thanks again to everybody who has donated. It it feels good. It really feels Mm -hmm. good. We've got some great shows. We've been taping like mad. We have some great shows coming up for you. If you want to keep hearing them, give us a call, make a pledge, tell them you want to dedicate your pledge to Living Writers, 763 Three five zero zero, and we've hit the double mark <gasps> and then some. Oh my gosh. Thank so you. Long thank live you living writers! <laughs> oh, thank and y'all. Long live the best listeners out there! Thank you so much, everyone. We love y'all. This it really does feel like a bit of a celebration, doesn't it? Like somebody should be dancing. <laughs> Do you want me to? <laughs> would you? Would you? Maybe we'll go out on Word Up by Cameo, so we'll get a little bit like flashback to. Um, I don't know. Does every does have you guys ridden down the road with that song Word Up like with the windows down and the You know it. It could you do. It, it maybe just is showing my age a bit more than it should. But thanks to everyone for listening today and Thank for calling too. in. Um thanks so much I'd like to say to Stephanie for reading your poem. Thank you T. And and the Liz uh for the dead elephant in the room and and to Tex um, for holding up the sign thank that says, you T for no more time thank you T for <laughs> producing such a fantastic show I, I really dig it and it's an honor to be here and it's an honor for me to help with the you know engineering Fuck. 
Ah, okay. Well, I, I guess I'm wordless, so we'll go to Word Up. Thanks to everyone. Until next time, I'm T. Hetzel. You've got Living Writers. Bye. <laughs>